Film Junkies, just me, reviewing An American Pickle, starring Seth Rogen. This is a new movie that's come to the streamer HBO Max, but has also been given a limited release in some cinemas. Um, so yeah, stars Seth Rogen, it's called An American Pickle, uh, directed by Brandon Trost. I think it, I believe it's Brandon's uh, directorial debut. And <laughs> I'm a big fan of time travel films. I'm a big fan of traveling back in time, traveling forward in time. Um, I sadly discovered, talking to my daughter's boyfriend, that whilst in terms of physics and science, time travel into the future is a possibility, time travel into the past isn't, sadly. Um, but this is a film about, inadvertently, time travel. But it's in the guise of Herschel, who is, works in a pickle factory back in the uh, sort of, you know, 19, early 1900s, um, who falls accidentally into a vat of pickles, pickled cucumbers. Um, the film starts with a beautifully, it's almost like a short film and, and quite a bit of it is actually also in the uh, trailer for the film. Uh, beautifully composed in a sort of four by five or 16 by three type kind of um, aspect ratio. So you've got that squared off look, very sort of old flickery film, a lovely sort of sepia tone to it. And I thought that was really nicely observed. It also stars um, Sarah Snook from um, Succession as his wife and it was a really neat, very economic, really sweetly made and sweetly uh, executed um, sort of comedic story about Herschel, um, his, his uh, migration to America, uh, referencing his Jewish origins in Poland. Um, and, and how his family were killed and his, uh, his culture was killed by the Russian Cossacks. Um, so we then see them arrive in New York and, you know, whilst chasing rats at this, at this uh, pickle factory, Herschel falls into a vat and rather neatly the cover is placed on it. The factory or the, the pickle factory is closed and a uh, hundred years later or so he's, he's excavated if you like or discovered or found by some kids playing in the in the derelict building but this then becomes a film in which uh, Herschel now in the sort of 2020s or modern day um, is hooked up with his one last surviving relative which is also played by Seth Rogen who plays the younger uh, Ben who is his great-great-grandson or uh, anyway and and then what happens is one of those films a little bit like the uh, the Cray twins where uh, Seth Rogen plays two parts of essentially two different moments in a family tree and it becomes this film has all the potential to be a very witty very funny comedy of manners all those naturally inherent comedic opportunities that come with someone from the past coming to terms with being in the present but I thought this is kind of where I thought the film's strength was going to be but it kind of fell flat on its face right down to Herschel you know the one who's been sort of uh, resurrected from a vat of pickles you know trying to fight off a taxi even though he would have you know already seen a taxi prior to the moment he fought off a taxi so there was a sort of inauthenticity to the way in which the, the Herschel character was seeping into and getting used to uh, modern life. I thought Seth Rogen played Ben really nicely and I thought what I liked about the character Ben was the fact that he was a very sort of low-key uh, sort of tech kind of programmer trying to design an app uh, pretty unsuccessfully uh, you know full of dreams but got none of the ambition or the ability to make dreams become a reality um, and what we see in his character 
as Herschel just sort of decides to do the sort of old fashioned, I'm going out there to make pickles again, um, we see Ben become this slightly sort of uh, Grinch-like character, almost something like something from, a, you know, uh, Charles Dickens's Christmas Carol, you know, sort of this horrible kind of, you know, twisted and sort of schadenfreude. And he, he actively tries to hamper Herschel's success as a modern day pickle maker. Um, and so that I thought was a richer thing. I, I, I like the idea of the competition between the two of them, but you felt also that the kind of message was kind of obvious yet again. It's that sort of American dream idea that as long as you've got the oomph, the elbow grease, as long as you're willing to sweat it, to, to get it, you know, um, that you can make anything work. And there are a couple of neat little moments where Herschel's selling pickles somewhere in Brooklyn and you get this sort of really tech savvy, slightly hipster kind of two guys kind of going, oh wow, this tastes so nice. And the fact that he's making the, the pickles out of kind of like, you know, rainwater and sort of pigeon shit and something else is by the by. Um, and so, you know, you've got this, there's a few witty little observations about contemporary mores and and the way in which sort of, you know, as I say, hipsters will eat anything, you know, it made me think of those places in Shoreditch where they charge you something like seven pounds to empty the contents of a box of cereal into a bowl, pour the milk on, that'll be seven pounds, please, when you could have bought three boxes of the stuff. Um, so I thought it could have had more fun with that. And then it became the more interesting part of the film, I thought, though, was where it dealt with a sort of Jewish um, faith. Uh, you know, you have Herschel coming from a background where he believes religion should be a major sort of part of his uh, day-to-day life um, and, and that the, the, the dead members of the family should be remembered and prayed for and that religion was a way of accessing this remembrance and connection to one's heritage and one's culture. And then you had Ben, who was very much a modern-day example of a lapsed, if you like, practising Jew who uh, was Jewish but wasn't a practising Jew, you know. Um, and so you had question marks around that. And so I thought it became quite an interesting little parable or a little fable or a little sort of fairy tale, if you like. And it sort of added a sort of fairy tale-like air, given the sort of sepia tone treatment at the beginning of the film. But even the story at times, I thought where you could sit quite favourably with this film is in thinking, well, OK, well, it's being a bit obvious here and a bit obvious there. It's trying to be a morality tale and it's trying to be a sort of meditation on uh, the loss of faith, maybe, and the loss of identity and the loss of connection with one's religious identity but also one's family that you can lose in this sort of modern fast-moving high-tech sort of time uh, and so really the film is about Ben trying to sabotage, sabotage Herschel's very genuinely unfettered desire to sort of succeed and why is Herschel trying to succeed because he wants to be able to remove the advert for vodka that's been placed above the grave of Herschel's wife who obviously has died because he was in a vat of pickles and she died of old age um so you know there are some funny moments there are some funny lines in there I think Seth Rogen is incredibly serviceable in both parts I was convinced and I believed in the two of them there's a cleverish sort of moment halfway towards two-thirds of the way in the film where you have a bit of you know mistaken identity and all of that which one's which how are they like it you know which one's which one's the Herschel which one isn't um, it makes you think indirectly about issues of migration and it kind of reminded me of when me and Nanny Di went to America recently and we went to the Tenement Museum. It was a, it's a great film to give you a little snapshot of the inherent migrant um, history of America. You know, America consists only of people who came and settled um, and I think this was another timely reminder of the diversity 
and the relatively recent sense of this migration that's happened to it in, in America. So for those sort of people who are sort of, you know, uh, sort of Trump supporters who kind of like think that there's an America, a pure American American, there's no such thing as a pure American American. Um, I found Seth Rogen very sweet and very funny as Herschel, the, you know, the guy who's been pickled. I found him very believable, actually, as this sort of, sort of, scheming, conniving, sort of bitter and twisted creative that hadn't got successful and didn't want Herschel to get successful. I believe that. Um, and fundamentally, it kind of distracted me for the hour and a half that it is. It only comes in at about 86 minutes, so it's not too long. Um, I would fully recommend watching it. I think there's enough in this film to entertain and make you laugh. I'm, you know, I've said it many times before, I'm not an, a massive Seth Rogen fan, but I do feel that I'm seeing a more mature Seth come through. I loved his kind of small part in The Disaster Artist as uh, as the director of, of, the, of the film. And I thought he was very good in this. I thought, you know, I, th I do have a problem though with those shots and scenes where you've got the same actor as two different parts in a shot. If it's the filmmaker in me or what, I find myself unable to believe it because you know for a fact it never happened that those actors weren't standing opposite each other. So sometimes I get frustrated with these films. It was the same with the Cray Twins film with Tom Hardy, because I end up thinking, stop showing that shot. You're just showing that shot because you want to show off the technical ability to do it, rather than actually really getting us into just believing the two of these people interacting. I'd be much happier with shot reverse shot where you just see the side of the shoulder. I just find those shots where you see them both in shot, all I'm looking for is the seam that they found in the middle and how they've digitally hidden the connection of the two shots. I know it seems like a minor distraction, but for me, it's kind of, kind of a majorly important one. So this was a mildly diverting, somewhat funny film that for me had all of its more interesting stuff in the faded allure of being an active Jew in modern day New York versus um, a, a sort of, you know, a much more faithful, uh, observant Jew uh, from the past. It made me think about family connection and family ownership and how we are connected in a sense to even those relatives we have no knowledge of. And it also made me think about the migrant uh, underbed and history to New York. So there's stuff in there that's rich. It is funny in part, but I felt that the humor and the comedy was a little bit straight on, a little bit too obvious. Um, and not. I thought it could just have been a bit more sophisticated or a bit funnier or a bit more, a bit more acerbic in its observations of modern day life versus Herschel's, you know, old fashionedness. It's a bit of a gloopy ending. It has a bit of an obvious moral sort of uh, lesson to be told. It ties itself up a little bit too neatly. It is a feel good film. It wants you to feel good at the end, but it's a film with really sweet intentions. Um, it's a mildly diverting piece. It felt like it was a sketch towards something bigger. But I certainly feel that the director, I'd certainly feel that the director, Brandon Trost, is a guy to look out for. For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.